This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. I'm going to talk about trusting God again, the series that we started last week, when it seems like it's not working. And we've all been there, and we don't talk about it much because we talk about uh, the victories and the good reports, and we should. But we need to also have some understanding about there can be things that you don't understand. There can be times of disappointment or maybe prayer wasn't answered in the way you thought it should be answered. Uh, maybe you went through uh, a, a terrible situation. Maybe you lost your job or a divorce. Maybe you were believing for your spouse. Maybe you lost a, uh, a child, which we talked about last week, and how the biblical way to to handle that, and uh, if you weren't here last week, get online and, and listen to it because it will, uh, the word will help you uh, get over a, a tragedy. And we talked about how to recover from that. And, and the word tells us many times the stories behind the stories, but sometimes it doesn't. And I know I prayed for people to be healed, and they they weren't healed, and it it can start you to questioning things. But we've got to be so founded in the Word that we say, no, I believe God anyway. I believe the truth. I'm going to stand on that. But we have to work through possibly being offended uh, at the Word or being just, uh, well, I like to say you just lose your breath uh, faith-wise. You ever had the breath taken out of you faith-wise? And it's like you're just kind of staggering around. And we need God's Word. We need to know what He says to do in those situations. I talked about uh, Ellen and I having a couple uh, miscarriages. And um, it was uh, a difficult situation because you're believing God. And you're doing everything that you know to do and yet did not get the answer that we wanted. And you're dealing with emotions. You're dealing with uh, feelings and things there. Now, one thing uh, you do learn after you walk with the Lord for a while is not to blame Him because He's not the problem. God is never the problem. He's the answer. If God is our problem, we got big problems and we can't overcome it. Right? So, it, it's never God being the problem. It's, it's on our end. But then you can get into condemnation. Why didn't I receive? Why didn't I connect with the grace of God? But there's no condemnation in Christ. The Bible says that faith can grow and that we're learning and we're not to have condemnation. The good thing I knew about uh, these, these two babies, I knew they were in heaven. I knew, I knew they were in our future. And, and that's the way you have to look at You have to go back to the things that you know and are absolutes. And you can... Uh, listen to that, um, and I, I mentioned that I had a dream. I got to see one of our daughters, and um, the Lord let me in on a grand reunion in heaven. A person had died and, and gone to heaven, and all these friends and loved ones were there, and, and there I am. I'm, I'm there with the guy who just arrived, and all these people are greeting me by name and just loving on me, and I knew I was just observing, watching this. And I see back behind the crowd, I, I see a, a young girl standing up as, like on a little hill. And 
She's just looking at me. She's not partaking in any of the fanfare and the celebration going on. She's just looking. And uh, everyone leaves, and even the guy who had arrived walks off with the group. And they're just laughing, having fun. So here I am by myself with this young lady. I looked at her and said, I know you. And she said, yes, I'm your daughter. I knew it as soon as she said that she was my daughter. And she, we, we talked, and she said she um, was excited about when she said, you and Mama come to heaven, and all, just shared a few things about uh, preparation and what a, a joy it is in heaven when uh, a loved one, you know, comes home and, and all this. But she appeared to be around 12 years old, and uh, after the next day when I uh, was thinking about the dream, I went back and I researched when the miscarriage had happened and it had been about 12 years. And she had actually grown in heaven and uh, it was a joyous thing. I did ask, you know, some people asked about what about her sister. I did ask about uh, her sister and, and this one and we had named her. Her name was Sarah. Sarah said um, Jesus had something else for her to do. Okay, so uh, then I woke up and I was back. Uh, just to show you, and this is just a little side note, how the Lord does things with me. A lot of times he'll do little things. And you remember last week I talked about, um, I was talking about Ellen's mom had passed away. And I saw her in a dream, and she brought me this little pill, uh, and she said, take this, and it's something like a Dr. Pepper. Anybody remember that? Um, and I took that, and I said it was kind of like looking into a kaleidoscope. Now, I hadn't thought about a kaleidoscope for years. You know, I just just happened to say that. I was thinking of something sparkly and all this when you drink something. You went, wow, I've never had Dr. Pepper like this. It's just heavenly taste. I was just saturated by this taste. Well, um, the next day, Monday... Um, I come, I was in the bedroom for something, I come out, I see Ellen, she has this gold kaleidoscope. I, I said, what is that? She goes, it's a kaleidoscope. And she said, some, uh, a friend of ours had given us uh, a box, they, they were moving, given us this box of stuff and said, see if there's anything, there's some old tapes and uh, stuff, anything you want in it. And and she is sitting on the couch looking at this kaleidoscope. What happens to me? I just start laughing and say, I got you, God. She's going, she goes, that's right. You just talked about that. I said, yeah. I said, it's not a coincidence. That's just God. He does that to me. He does these little things all the time. And I've gotten where I just love it. I just enjoy it so much. A little thing. And, but our God is, is awesome. <laughs> anyway, I enjoyed it a lot more than y'all. So, so if you've been disappointed, we're, we're talking about trusting God in circumstances that maybe brought fear, emotional battles in your life, suffered a setback. Remember Psalms 145, verse 12. It says, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all 
he has made. He is a faithful God. And because he is faithful, I can trust him. I can trust his word because he's always faithful. He's totally faithful, so that means his word is totally truth. He's totally true. So I can always trust him. Even if I don't see the end results, even though someone hurt me or disappointed me and I'm, I'm questioning some things, I still can trust him anyway. Amen? But the Bible teaches that believers will encounter difficult times. Things will come against us, trials, tribulations, persecutions. Psalms 34, 19, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. I find many believers, if something's going wrong with us, we think, what did I do wrong? Or what's, what did God do? You know, or what's... What's going on here? But it says we're going to have afflictions. There's going to be problems. As long as you're in this earth, you're going to face situations and obstacles and trials and tribulations. It's going to happen. The only place you want is when you get to heaven. So don't think, what have I done? I messed up somehow. Get all depressed. Oh, I'm... you're getting what Jesus said is going to happen. But he said, I will deliver you out of them all. So we get our eyes on him and we trust him in the midst of it. You can pray that you'll have no trials, no afflictions, but what you're doing is asking for an early death. You're asking to get out of here. <laughs> There's two times that the enemy will attack you you're attack your faith. It's when you're in the will of God and when you're not in the will of God. Because there used to be a teaching. I know why things are going bad with you. You're out of the will of God. Well, not true. <laughs> you must be out of the will of God, all that happening to you. And then others would go, you must be in the will of God for all this coming against you. Who's right? Well, both. The enemy is not waiting if you're in or out of the will, he's going to come against your faith. And he's going to come against what God has said. I thought about Jenny Moran who went home to be at the Lord. And see, here's a, a situation where a young lady dies, goes to be with the Lord. And it's one I've been praying for. I had... Uh, I'm st I've kept, I've got my notebook, my prayer uh, journal, a whole list of things she dealt with. And we went to pray for her. We were on Raise Her Up and uh, had a glimpse, just had a glimpse of her before Jesus and she's shaking her head and I knew what was going on. I knew the conversation. Jesus saying, you can go back. And she said, no. No. And I don't blame her. If you saw the list, I don't blame her at all. What I look at is why couldn't we bring her some relief? Why couldn't we bring some healing to her? That's what I look at. Is there condemnation? No. I'm contending for the faith. I'm going to press on harder for healing. I'm going to keep moving forward because I know my Father loves me. I know I'm accepted by Him. And I'm going to push ahead. 
That's what God wants for us. It's not to give up. Well, I'm not going to ever pray for anybody that's sick again. <laughs> no, that's not right. The word is still truth. It's still true. There's just things there we don't know about. Ellen's cousin had a similar situation. She died. She came before the Lord. And the Lord said, you can come home or you can go back. And she said, can I take a minute? He said, sure. And she thought about it. Said, my husband would be fine, but I want to see my daughter graduate and get married. And the Lord said, okay. Said, now you're going back into your body in the hospital, and you're going to have to stand in faith and fight for your healing. He goes, what? I'm talking to you, G. You're going to have to stand in faith. She is, boom, back in her body. In pain. I was just with Jesus. <laughs> in pain. She had to fight and stand for her healing, but she was out very quick. I think it was three days she was out there. There's things that we don't know, but I truly believe when we get to heaven, those things that you don't know, there's going to be a meeting. You're going to sit down with Jesus, and you can ask your questions. He's going to say this. I think it's going to be simple answers. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's all answerable. There is no question that God doesn't have an answer for. Amen? Faith doesn't need to understand everything. I was thinking about that. You know, it's a faith to receive the promises, but there's a faith that I trust in God and I, I believe Him for my eternity and my salvation. And see, that faith is my anchor that I trust Him no matter what. I'm trusting Him because I know He loves me and I know He's for me. And I'm going with Him no matter what. That kind of faith. That, that's, that's the faith you've got to endure. You've got to die with that kind of faith. You're still trusting Him. Amen? In Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. The human mind cannot comprehend this, that words created the universe. Human mind cannot uh, comprehend that clay was formed into a human body. We, we can't comprehend. We believe, because God said so, we believe and we that he has done these things even though there's no visible evidence. We cannot, we weren't there when this happened. And our minds just tilt that God did this, that the universe is still expanding at the speed of light today because God never said stop. And scientists can prove that. Faith starts in the spiritual and it ends up in the natural. That is such an important truth that we need to know that faith, your belief, starts in the spirit, the spiritual, and ends in the natural. When you get that truth, a, a lot of things fit together. 
In John chapter 14, verse 1, it says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. So when your faith is attacked, you've got to make a decision. I decide I will not let my heart be troubled. Isn't that what he said? Don't let your hearts be troubled. He's saying, I give you the choice. You choose. Oh, pastor, you don't know what's happening to me. I cannot help this. I cannot be but upset and pressed and all this, angry. That's not what the Word says. Don't let your heart be troubled. You mean I can make a decision about my heart? Yes. That's what he's saying. He's giving us a choice about our heart. We can choose which direction our heart's going to go in. I'm not saying I don't want to belittle what, what any of us are going through and feeling. I'm just saying that there's something more powerful than feelings. There's something stronger than what you feel, what you see, the circumstances you face, and it's called the Word of God. The Word of God trumps and overcomes any issue or any situation that you see in this natural realm because the spiritual always overwhelms, overcomes the natural. So I live from the Spirit. I live out of the Spirit realm. I live from my new creation, born-again part of me, my Spirit. I live from there where the truth is resident. Amen. And I'm not saying don't grieve. I talked about that last week. There's grieving for a season. But if you remain the victim, if you remain in a, a grieving place where it becomes destructive, if you remain in a place where you're just not good enough, you were rejected, you were uh, divorced, abused, uh, whatever, if you remain in that place as a victim, you will be stuck in the past. You will stay exactly where you're at, if not go down. Because God has not called us to stand still. He's called us to move forward. And you can get stuck. You can get in a, a, long, a log jam and not move forward because you become a victim. Well, I'm not a victim. Well, every other day I hear you rehearsing the same thing that happened to you as a kid or happened what your ex-husband did or wife did to you or your parents did to you or your brother, your sister, your boss did to you. You're rehearsing it, meditating on it, and it's become you. And you're stuck. Let not your heart be troubled. Now, it doesn't mean that you have the power it just means I choose, I'll act in my will, I decide I will not let my heart be troubled. I will not. Well, I'm going to sound like a real hypocrite if I do that. Really? No. If I'm doing what God says, does that make me a hypocrite? If I'm choosing not to let my heart be troubled, am I being a, a hypocrite? Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Today I've given you the choice between life and death, between, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. 
Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. He's saying here, we have a choice. You can get beyond that fear. You can get beyond that, that confusion, that, that rejection. You can get beyond that abuse. You can get beyond that disappointment even uh, in yourself or maybe uh, in God. You're disappointed at God. You can get past that suffered loss. You can get past that financial problem, that emotional problem, that relational problem. You can get past it. You get your eyes on the Lord. But he said to choose, choose life. So what do I do? My faith, my belief system's being attacked. My heart is, is trembling. I go, I make a decision. I will not let my heart be troubled. And then I say, I choose life. I choose to believe anyway. I choose to believe anyway. I might not be feeling too good right now, but I choose to believe I'm healed by Jesus' stripes anyway. Because it's a spiritual truth that's higher than what I'm feeling. Faith is always rooted in the spirit, the spiritual realm. Then you get in the natural. I choose to believe, Father. Whatever you are facing, God's given us the ability to overcome, but you have to choose. He's waiting on you to choose. He's giving you a will, and he says you choose. So choose life and blessing. I, I like it because he says, I've set before you life and death, curses and blessings, and then he gives us the answer. He says, choose life. Some of us, you know, okay, you've got, let's see, life and death, which choice? God says, choose life. I choose life. <laughs> I had a, a dream. I, I probably shared this before, but I was taking this test, and I had to pass this test. I was sweating. Anybody ever taken a test and you're sweating? I mean, and it's, just, it's just rolling out. It, it was so bad, I'm, I'm looking around. I wonder if people are noticing I'm just wet, you know, just making a puddle over here. I'm so sweating this test out. This is so rough, and I, I've got to pass it, and I'm going through it. And, and finally, I'm praying. I said, God, I need the answers. And he said, look in the back. I turned to the back, and there's all the answers. And the Lord spoke, and he said, I've given you my book. I've given you all the answers. Every answer that you could ever face is in the book. Hallelujah. Man, you talking about drying up, sweat, I mean, feeling good. I made a hundred. He gives us the answers. So we got make sure we choose life and don't identify with that discouragement, that doubt, that past rejection, and all that, that stuff that tries to become our identity. 
And what this tells me, you can take hold of your emotions. You can take hold of your emotions. In the name of Jesus, this is not going to get to me. In the name of Jesus, I put my eyes on you, Lord. You are my strength. You are my refuge. Therefore, I'll not worry and I'll not be in fear. You have to talk to yourself. You're talking to yourself anyway. Had somebody tell me, went to, that's weird. I'm not going to talk to myself. You're talking to yourself all the time anyway. We all do. You're talking to yourself. Just speak some life things to yourself. And you can start affecting your emotions. Well, Pastor, you don't understand. I was born like this. We'll get born again. <laughs> you can affect your emotions. Well, I'm just an angry old man. No, I've got some life in you. Well, I will be a hypocrite if I go around and say I'm not angry. Really? What if you said, I have the Spirit of God inside of me, inside of my new creation. You know what's resident on the inside of you? Love, joy, peace, patience, maintenance, temperance, self-control, goodness, faith is always resident on the inside of you 24-7 in your spirit. Let your spirit trump what's going on in your behavior, your natural. Oh, Pastor, you mean there's gentleness going on? It? Yes, it's in there. Walk in the spirit. Walk out of what God's done on the inside of you. Are we perfect? No. Is it a journey? Yes. Is it a process? Yes. But I'm saying get in the process. <laughs> Be on the journey. I haven't arrived yet, but I have left. Let's think about our generation, you know, talks about don't keep things pent up. You got to vent it out and all this, and I'm not saying you don't have a prayer partner or mentor that you you bury your heart, but you know you've got to. And I don't think you should bury anything and let you know um, grow. I don't think that. But what we're supposed to do is be delivered from it. We're supposed to uh, resist it and speak words of life. We deal with it. We just don't deal with it the way the world does. The world says just let it all out. Just let it out. Let it go. You'll get relief. Well, I found out if I let it go to God, I get relief. And I get peace. The other they found does not re release peace it releases a temporary discharge that builds back up for another bigger discharge. 
But they don't want you to know that because they want you to keep coming back and you lay on the couch where they can talk to you. I'm not saying there's not some good Christian ones, but I'm saying most of them want you to keep coming back because you're paying for their house and utilities. If you're hearing that kind of doctor, I bless you. I'm, I'm just saying. Not everyone is that way. This decision that you make is not based on how things are going or how you feel. If I'm waiting on thing, how things feel, I can be waiting a long time. Or how things are going. I'm not waiting on that to decide to trust God. I'm going to trust Him in the midst of the storm. I'm going to trust Him before the storm, during the storm, and after the storm. I'm making the decision not based on what I see, what I feel. I'm making the decision on what He said about me. And that's the way you really change your behavior. You want to change. Start seeing yourself the way that he sees you. And it will change the way you live. It will change the way you think. It will change the choices that you make. It will change your behavior. And you will be a new person. Because you'll see yourself the way you really are on the inside. Because what's inside of you is bigger than what you are on the outside. He said he had put in earthen vessels this treasure, treasure, the Spirit of God on the inside of us. Are feelings real? Yes, they are. But I refuse to let feelings dictate my decisions. I refuse to let feelings steal my peace. And I'm not saying you don't get hit. We do. You get hit, and it can take you a little bit of time to rebound, but come back to God and say, I refuse to let these feelings or this bad news dictate to me my life and start making my choices. So I choose the blessing. I choose the life of God. I choose His Word. I choose life. I choose God. I choose to believe. I walk in the Spirit. I make decisions in line with the Word. Mark 4, 21 also, he said to them, as a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed, is it not set to be on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but it should come to light. We see here, this time at believers, the lamp uh, is talking about believers, and they put their lamp under uh, a basket or under a bed, and it's because they've been disappointed or offended at the word for some reason, and they've hidden their light. Lamp here uh, stands for a believer's witness, uh, their conversations with God, about God, how they live, how they walk in this earth, how they uh, mingle around other people on this earth. That's what the light is. But for a period of time, doesn't mean they're not Christians, just mean their light is hidden. See, this person over here didn't get healed, so therefore I don't want you to... Uh, understand that I believe in divine healing. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm, or, you know, I'm letting my light be hid because I'm not trusting God or I'm wondering, I'm questioning things because something didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. And so I, I put my light. But Jesus said, don't 
do this. Don't let a circumstance or situation cause you to hide your light, cause you to hide your witness, to cause you to hide your belief and your trust in the Word of God and the promises of God because He is faithful and true. And there's some things that you don't know, but you don't have to know it all. All you have to do is believe and trust Him. Get embarrassed. Yeah, God's a healer, but I want you to know this person died. Or, you know, it's, it's just hiding our light. Things happen we can't explain. And these, these questions we have, God will give us those answers. Let me skip down. Verse 22, it says, For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret but should come to light. I want you to say here, Jesus promised to give you the answer. He promised to reveal to you the reason you hid your light, the reason that things happened. But he did not tell you or promise you when he would tell you. He will give you the answer. And there's things that are happening that I didn't understand, couldn't explain, and he showed me. Later on, he showed me. There's some things I still don't know. But I know this, I trust him. And he will give me the answer. Sometimes it will be in heaven. It'll be on the other side of eternity before we get the answer. But I trust him to know when the right time is to tell me. Because if he tells me at the wrong time, it can be bad for me. But Father knows best. He knows when to tell me the answers. Trusting him. Believing him. Acts 1 verse 6, Therefore when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put as on authority. He knows the right time to answer you. And the times, the seasons are in his hands. So we trust him. We don't hide our lamp. We keep walking with him. And we trust him and he will give us the answer. So we run to God and not from God. Psalms 27, 14. Wait for the Lord and be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Waiting on God. When you wait on the Lord... It says that he strengthens your heart. It's a strength for you to wait on him. In fact, you could say waiting on the Lord produces uh, maturity. Psalms 37, 34, wait for the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land when the wicked are cut off. You will see it. Proverbs 20, 22 from the Amplified. Do not say I will repay evil. Wait expectantly for the Lord. He will rescue you. We don't take revenge. Vengeance is the Lord. We don't get even with somebody. We trust in God. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. I mean, want some new strength. Then wait on the Lord. Trust in Him. He will bring courage to your heart. He will bring new strength to your life. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. 
So standing in faith when my beliefs are being attacked, number one, my faith doesn't need to understand everything. I don't have to understand everything. Number two, I decide not to let my heart be troubled. I make a decision. When I set my will, it enacts his grace. I don't have the strength not to have my heart be troubled. I just to choose not to by putting my trust in him. And when I do that, his grace comes. He's the one that puts my heart over. I take hold of my emotions, setting them in the direction I want them to go. I can set my emotions in the direction I want them to go by taking hold of them and choosing life and blessing. You choose those emotions, those things that are on the inside of you. I choose them, and that's what you have to do. Take hold of them. Number four, I choose life and blessing. Number five, I strengthen myself by waiting on the Lord. Let's stand up. Trusting God. Trusting Him. No matter what. our heads for just a second there there's a couple here people here that have grieved you've carried a grieving process way too long and you knew it when you heard the word this morning no one looking around we're just going to pray together about this and now i want you to come down we got prayer partners in just a moment but while this is on you i want you to take care of this no one looking around won't you just lift your hand and say, that's me. Who else? There's another. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes, got it. Now, anyone else? Okay. There's more. The Lord told me too, but there's others. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against regret, disappointment. We come against this, this grieving that is... is becoming a part of the identity that's trying to grab hold of the heart and even move these away from God. And we rebuke it. We come against it in the name of Jesus. And Father, and y'all y'all be in agreement in your heart. We choose life. We choose the blessing. We refuse to let our heart be troubled with this any longer. We're going with you, God. We're moving forward with you. We love you, and we know you love us, and we choose life and blessing, and we wait on you patiently, knowing that it strengthens us and encourages us, and we're no longer a victim. We're a child of God. We're no longer not good enough. We're a son of God. We're a daughter of God, and we're more than enough, and you're accepted in the beloved, and all things work together for good. For those that are called according to his purpose, according to his love, all things work together for good. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Get your eyes up. Get your eyes off yourself and get your eyes on Jesus. And walk across the water and get into the boat and come into the land that is flourishing and plentiful for you. For it's time now to abide in the land flowing with milk and honey. God's called you out of the wilderness. 
into the oasis of his abundance and his supply. Thank you, Lord, for touching these hearts and doing a mighty work in their lives. We give you glory and honor. Every head bowed. If you're here this morning, you never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. Most important decision that you can make. Will you make him Lord? Will you allow him to be the Lord of your life? That means every decision that your, your life goes through him. That's you. You trust him for your salvation, your eternity. That he died on the cross for you. He took your place where you could have his life. That you just lift up your hand. We're going to pray together quickly. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray together. Say, Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for that blood that was shed for me. I received Jesus as the Lord of my life. I'll live for you, Lord. I choose to live for you. Now strengthen me to fulfill that desire. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love for me. I give you honor and I give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord, I'm a sinner.